marker. All right. Here we go. So anyway, we watch that. So one time, the one time the man can't make up a song. Please don't block us, Nintendo. Okay, wait, is this, is this copyrighted? No, stop it. Uh, hey, welcome to uh, the movie review, and we talk until we get tired podcast. So anyway, we watched it. My name is Ashley. I'm one of uh, the people that talk and uh, that talk. And then uh, here's this guy. Hey, I'm Chris. I'm laying on Ashley. What the heck, Christopher? Okay. And I'm is, Movie true. Mac. And who else do I have joining us today, gang? <laughs> oh, who is this man in that chair? Who, who is this man in our oh, house? Wait, this isn't spooky. It's like a movie. Oh. Guest starring. <laughs> and here he is. Christopher is a Yep, that's me. I couldn't think of a, anything clever. So I know he just sat there smiling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a podcast where we watch movies and then we talk about what we thought about the movies, man, and that's it. So uh, buckle up because we got a lot to talk about this week, don't we, gang? Oh yeah, we do. Oh yeah. Okay, so let's talk about. Let's just kind of list the movies that we've seen since our last episode, shall we? Dark Crystal. Mm. Nope. What? That was the last episode. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. So. Mm. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Well. But I mean, it's been out forever, so it's really my right. fault. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not your fault. You shouldn't watch that movie. Shame on us for not, not just immediately movie. recognizing what we talked about last time. It was Fast and Furious and yeah. Dark Crystal. Wait, I'm sorry. I remember what we did last time. That was you. <laughs> it was not me, fool. Okay, so... Uh, Okay, go ahead. Just do it. Do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just do it. Say your answer. Uh, well, obviously we saw a Joker, the Jokester. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw it, Chapter Two. Mm-hmm. And you and I, with Izzy, watched the the Star Trek the Motion Picture, the hottest what was the release. It, oh, I don't remember. It's like the I think it's the fortieth. Yeah, yeah. It's it's oh, been wow. a while. Yeah. Mercy's sake! I don't. I don't think any of the rest of them. As someone who has seen both Wrath of Khan and uh, Return of Spock, is it Return of Spock? Is that what it's, it's called? Search for Spock. Search for Spock. As someone who's seen both those growing up, I just don't feel like movies really touch what this movie. Which we'll get to that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's an experience. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Not many movies make my butt fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, how? Yeah. <laughs> It, I don't think it was particularly <laughs> longer than most movies we watched. Oh, Your it was butt long. literally was just like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Uh, it's done. But just, I think the best part about it was just like the 15 minute thing before the movie <laughs> where they talked about how much of a clusterfuck. Oh, yeah. It was. oh, yeah. Half of it wasn't showing, but we did, we heard all the audio. Yeah. It was true. It was pretty great. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was pretty fun. Uh, my favorite anecdote from that is like when they all went out and watched it and then afterwards they were like it's a movie <laughs> uh, i guess we're not never gonna do this again <laughs> wait what else did we watch we're getting off subject uh we also we christopher and i watched juno the other night we watched dante's peak oh we yeah. watched wild Bat. wild west yes we watched bats with ldp 
Wait, yeah, uh, LDP. Lewis Diamond Filments. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Filment? Lewis, Lewis Diamond Filments. Diamond <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. That's who was him. The guy, who was the guy last he, night I kept, or the other night when we were recording uh, It's Haunted that I kept forgetting? You said Dan Harmon or something? Yes, it's Dan Harmon. And I said Harmon. Don Hammond. Don Hammond. <laughs> I love Don Hammond. And then, and then they were like, no, it's Don Harmon. I was like, cool, cool. And then you I went said to, it again. You said, you said <laughs> Don Harmon. <laughs> Don Harmon. <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember John this man's Hammond? name. John Hammond. Right there's, there's John Ham. Spanish. And Dan Harmon. <laughs> Spam Hamhawk. See, I make the mistake of Mark Harmon and Dan Harmon. Yep. Uh, sure. But Mark Harmon's on Easily. NCIS, and Dan Harmon is the insufferable bastard who does Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, he's he's entertaining, but he's also an annoying, obnoxious, insufferable bastard. Sure. I can see so, that. I mean, it, Fact. And he, he admits it every literally every 10 minutes <laughs> on his own podcast. I think there's a lot of comedians. Like we we wa- we love watching comedians in cars getting coffee, but like Jerry Seinfeld's kind of a kind of a prick. Yeah, well, yeah I don't like that. Jerry Seinfeld at all. He's actually <laughs> a major Jerry Seinfeld is not a good man. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's. I feel like he might be better than most, but yeah, he definitely speaks his mind, and he's very like I don't know, kind of condescending sometimes. He's just got that big city aesthetic. Yeah, you just, it's you just can't. It's deal kind with. of the New Yorker kind of vibe. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It's just like it's not cute. It's like okay, cool. You're from New York, but that doesn't give you a pass to be an a hole. <laughs> I think I think you'll find it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Izzy. You're right. I hadn't even thought of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your wise musings. Yes. <laughs> Wisdom beyond my years. You came from the mountains <laughs> to bring us <laughs> these <laughs> prophecies. <laughs> okay, so uh, before we start, any? Uh, I mean, like. There isn't any news or anything. I guess we should just dive right in, shall we? Uh, imperial people <laughs> have issues with the, uh... The Impeachment of... Don't. I wasn't going <laughs> His mom listens to this. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. <laughs> no, she doesn't. You tell us that every time. I don't think your mom listens to any podcast. No. She probably doesn't know what a podcast is. What did they just say about the impeachment? <laughs> Hashtag my, my president. When my... <laughs> Again, they, they only got half second. the bit because you rolled your eyes back. What? what? Wait a second, what? No, I was just saying... Oh. Or she's saying, wait a second. Uh, okay. Mommy, please don't listen to this. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. Because I edit my own podcast. Uh, what was I going to say? Literally, what were we talking about? Well, we can skip. Oh, impeachment. We can, well, I was going to say we can skip the. No! <laughs> wait! I'm not in support, but also I. <laughs> I just prefer for our channel to have a little bit of neutrality. You gotta get me. They'd be like, are you moving back? Why do you think everyone wants to everyone kill you? Wants to I'm kill the me. one saying it. I'm the one saying yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm the I'm oh the mascot. <laughs> yeah, he's the one with the I'll just the bleep milk. out I'll bleep oh, yeah. out and then no one will know who I want to be impeached. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Impeach <Yeah. laughs> Go back in time. Impeach Bill Clinton. It's, it's about time. It's all about Andrew Johnson. <laughs> yeah. that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my lord. Mis- right. Mishandling re- re- reconstruction era <laughs> economics. It's terrible. 
All right, let's uh, jump into... Uh... Jimmy Carter is still alive. Yeah, and he's still doing charity work. I know. He's like he the best like, human being. He like bonked his head the other day, and he's like, oh, penis. <laughs> let's get back to it. Wow. I thought we were being impartial here. Uh, yeah. Peanuts, well, really? Well, he was a peanut farmer. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he is probably one of the only like legitimately good people who've yeah, been president. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's true. he's generally considered a failed president, probably because of it. Yeah. Gosh, there's things I want to talk about, but it's not movie related. Let's just roll, <laughs> roll the film, Chris. All right. So let's. Uh, how about let's talk about uh, Dante's Peak? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I watched this movie a lot as a kid. I don't know why. I saw it once. <laughs> I don't know how my parents and let me watch this. I remember specifically being at Mima's house. That is the grandmother McAnally. Yeah. Uh, and watching that movie on her original big screen, which, you know, that's when TVs were this thick. From the back. For those who can't back. see it, you oh, motioning yeah. the size of a large you, CRT. Yeah. Uh, you, you earn those inches. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they had for, to fit every pixel. Yeah. <laughs> for for younger millennials, like light bright. These televisions were large and they required wooden cabinets. <laughs> and the speaker systems were separate. And the whole mechanism was bolted oh together and on wheels. Gosh. So these large televisions. I had actually forgotten were... about the separate speakers for a while there. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. yeah. That is, a, that is a deep buried memory there. Yeah. Anyways, Meemaw McAnally's. I was at her house watching Dante's Peak. And I remember the grandmother sacrifice meaning so much more to me yes. as a kid yeah. i can tell as you as a kid i was like i was like oh she just wants this <laughs> no, absolutely it's all her not. fault truly i, I can tell you three things i remember from this movie one the naked people butts see i was gonna bring that up that was that's the first memory that comes yeah. up from Dante's the season. second part is uh the grandma <laughs> boiling her legs a lot. Like, I, thought, I thought the lake was also acidic. It's acidic. So it's acidic yeah. and it's boiling. So yeah. dead gum stupid. And then the third thing I remember is like the bone sticking out of his arm at the end. Ugh. I, I don't actually forgot that. about that. So us watching that like two weeks ago, I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Haven't I been through enough like watching the, this movie? <laughs> the three gnarliest parts of the movie is what I remember from watching yeah. it as a kid. How many people uh, comment below if your sexual awakening was the, uh, the butts of the burned people? <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord! And then you had so many. You were so worried, honey, and it's okay. It's okay, bud. Oh man! But can we talk about Piers Brosnan, the sexy geologist? Absolutely not. We need to talk about <laughs> the mayor, the mayor of this town, yeah. who apparently is a personal barista. Doesn't he? Uh, doesn't he look like that? Dri- one? Is a Lyft driver. Doesn't he look like that one comedian from Women? The guy that used to talk like this. Hey. Oh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. I don't... Yes. Didn't he look kind of like him? Uh, I don't. That was the I vibe know. I got no. from. Him. I didn't see it the similarity. Maybe I'm thinking of no. someone else. No. That's my answer. <laughs> no, you're wrong. But yeah, the the mayor of this small town also just is a store owner. Yeah. Uh, and it's really like I guess it's just like a title. I don't. You never see her do any sort of mayoral thing oh. except for at the beginning when she goes up on stage. <laughs> I'm thinking of the exactly, other guy. exactly. Wait, what? Why did you let me make that joke about Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> if the mayor was the woman? Well, I haven't seen the movie in a while, so I mean, Pierce she Brogan. could look like Rodney Dangerfield. It's not my place to say. <laughs> I'm talking about that guy that was in denial. His friend that was like, "No, oh, oh, it won't. Happen. It won't happen." I, oh, I could see that. A what bit they more. did to that poor man? 
Okay. Yeah. That... Oh no! <laughs> That's so you stupid. Could, you could, that that scene would only be made better if they played over the uh, Mario Party Three Wario losing sound of the. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Wario just saying, "Do I miss?" Do I miss? Uh, but yeah, like for those that don't know, there's this r- really weird scene. It's a. Uh, I mean, they build up to it fairly nicely. Like there's. There's like this caravan going over a bridge, and the bridge gets hit by some like mudslide, like uh, house or something like that, and it starts breaking apart. And the one of the main, like the owner of the company that Pierce Brosnan works for, is the last guy on the bridge, and he has like this epic Nobody else. T- trying to like drive for some reason he doesn't get out of the car, but he's trying to drive and like right. ramp off this this bridge and then eventually he gets out realizes it's like impossible and everyone on the other side is just like watching him yeah yeah and as the bridge crumbles and he tips over in the last seconds of his life they have the gall Wilhelm. to mm-hmm. ruin his death scene mm-hmm. with the Wilhelm scream yeah and it completely destroys the scene yeah but it <laughs> like <laughs> it made me laugh uncontrollably that makes me that makes me wonder if if, if one of us was stuck on a bridge that was going to like just fall into like superheated mud or magma acidic water acidic water mm. would you guys just watch or would you turn <laughs> i away? don't know See, the thing is like in the movie all the people are just like they stop i'm telling they, they just weren't stop trying what they're to help doing and just stare at him they weren't they weren't you know how bad him. i would feel if my last moments alive was watching you all just like they weren't at they weren't like hey jump here or hey you can do the come here. they <laughs> no. literally they were standing still with their arms by their sides blank faced watching him and they were all making eye contact with him. <laughs> and it was and, they, and then they man it was too much. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we should recap what the actual movie's about. <laughs> right. Um, so. so Pierce Brosnan, sexy geologist, he goes to this uh, <laughs> this town. Is the town called Dante's Peak? Or is it just the mountain? Uh, Dante's... I think it's just the mountain. I Let's swear, just call it Mountain I swear, Town. I swear there was he... a sign, though, that it was Dante something. I don't know if it was Peak, know. but... But he goes to, like... Uh... Dante's chin. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to like a sort of like a vaguely northwestern. I think it is in Oregon or something like that. Uh, I think it's kind of probably supposed to reference like Mount St. Helena or whatever. Okay. Probably. Uh, but he goes to this town because he, there's this sort of like dormant volcano, I guess, that they've been getting weird readings from. And he's the only one for half the movie that believes that there's an active volcano there at that site. And then before like they get a chance to evacuate everyone, the volcano goes off and. Like everyone is sort of trapped in the town and trying to escape the giant magma flow and stuff like that. And it's a, uh, I mean, whenever it does explode, like they did that pretty well. I gotta say, like the the effects look pretty good and it was pretty tense. Um, yeah, yeah, for those parts. Yeah, they did so many um, like physical shots, and it was just like it was kind of scary because it was all real you know so they yeah they did incredibly well they like they definitely built built that tension um so pierce brosnan comes into this town and then uh the mayor of the town who is a single mom who also owns a business and is a barista um apparently she realizes her uh the purpose of her life and that is to bed Pierce Brosnan, because <laughs> she literally is so thirsty, she cannot leave him alone. And it's not 
it's not a it, it is literally a part of her character to want to be with him and i don't know why they made her like that anyway her mom lives at the top of this mountain right and is all crotchety and whatever and like i'm an old person and i'm mean because that's love from the 1930s <laughs> and uh yeah and so um this thing goes off and then she like is not wanting to come down yeah. and so uh pierce and the mayor are at this like town hall when it erupts and all the people are there and that's when chaos ensues but the kids her uh teenage son and her preteen son and her young daughter um uh find out that their grandma is at the top of the mountain they take a truck and drive up there and then pierce and the mayor find that out and so they drive up to the mountain too with this whole thing is happening and then the the point was to save the grandma and then get out, but that does not happen. Yeah. Ironic. I forgot that that was sort of like the crux of the conflict mm-hmm. in the movie is that mm-hmm. there is a a old woman on top of the mountain that refuses to come down, and mm-hmm. so they all risk their lives going up there mm-hmm. to save a woman that dies, anyways. Yeah. That uh, it's not that she like something horrible happens and she dies she is that could have she made it. chooses she chooses they could have saved grandma to jump into an acidic boiling lake <laughs> for no reason oh no yeah. we're she almost walked, there and then she took the long way yeah. she took the long ah! way yeah, so as as they're coming down the mountain they have to like uh <laughs> they're being chased by lava the dude i'm just Remember when he drives over the lava? <laughs> yeah. he dri- the entire truck is on fire. <laughs> Somehow it's not exploded. Somehow they're still alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they, they're being chased by lava. They have to like get in this tiny rinky-dink boat and drive across this lake. <laughs> Halfway through driving across the lake, they realize that like the, the sulfur in the water is just like super acidic or whatever. Uh, and so the boat starts sinking, like, right as they're about to get to the, the dock on the far side of the lake. And then the grandma just decides to get out and try and pull the boat to shore. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty horrifying scene. Why is I guess, grandma? When you watch it as a kid. What? Nobody. I just... Yeah. Grandma. Yeah. We came for you, grandma. Yeah. But that's okay. You do it. Yeah. I've lived long... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> It's so horrible, dude. It's like, and it's ugh. not even, it's not even cliche sci-fi movie. She dies right there. Like she lives like another four hours. Yeah, and then it's just like I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we? I mean, let's move on. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Okay, it's I mean, yeah, I, the thing is, is I'm trying to remember this movie because it's been a while. Mm. But I, I, I think there was a sci-fi original movie that also had a volcano. Yes, mm. and so I think I'm mixing up parts mm. of that because yeah. there's something where there was like the town is like filled with carbon monoxide or something, mm. and like people are in a bar and they have to like climb up on the table so they don't die. Oh yeah, that's on this. Yeah, and I, I think it was like a, a volcano movie, but there was also like a monster involved. But I do not. Okay. <laughs> Lava Gator. Yeah. I, I thought it was Sasquatch Mountain because I thought, oh, it's Sasquatch <laughs> and Volcano. Yeah. But no, Sasquatch Mountain is something different. Hmm. So I think there's another movie. I mean, whenever this movie came out, there were dueling Volcano yeah. movies yeah. in theater. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah. There was Volcano. Yeah. And I think that one was a little bit more... Silly. Yeah, but it was. All, I think it was a little better, though. Really? Well, I mean... Like I, I remember seeing both of them. From what I remember, I think Dante Pe- Dante's Peak is a little bit 
better. Yeah, but I I remember, I remember like all the cool like set pieces in Volcano. Yeah, well, I mean it's L.A., so yeah. it's like you got all the cool buildings it, and stuff. Yeah, but it's just like there's all like the cool subway stuff. Yeah, and like you know getting people off the subway train. <laughs> then there's also like all the fire trucks trying to stop the lava. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff in it. Yeah, and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, he's so I that. guess at that point you got to ask you for uh, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. I'd watch Volcano Jones. just for Tommy Lee. Jones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I watched Man of the House just for Tommy oh, Lee. Oh gosh, this is my happy face, man. Yeah. All right, uh, so we want to move on. Do we want to move on to bats Please. quickly? Quickly uh, to bats? Yeah, no, let's I, don't, just I don't think so. Quickly transition through bats. <laughs> bats I mean, is a segue to better movies. <laughs> it's it's pretty much like mutant. Luke giant Diamond bats, Phillips right? can't put down a cigar for five seconds. <laughs> that was a personal character choice. <sighs> you better respect it. Uh, but yeah, his Texas accent. I don't. I it's don't understand. Uh, it's, uh, I, think he's, I thought he was from Texas. Yeah. Ironic. Let me, let me double check. It's really odd. Like I feel like it comes and goes. Uh, but yeah, Luke this is a movie Diamond about. Phillips, you're wrong. There's mutant bats attacking a small fake Texas town, and like Lou Diamond Phillips is the sheriff, and he's gonna catch the mutant bats. Um. I mean, this is like kind of like Sci-Fi Channel original movie quality or caliber. Yeah, I mean, it was. But I think but, it did come out in theaters, right? I don't know it if it came did. out in theaters or not, but I know it it, it predates the Sci-Fi Channel. I think. Really? Wow. I think so. Okay. But yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's okay. I guess I don't. I mean, if you're wanting just like a dumb B movie, it's it's fine. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. This movie sucks. Um, the only thing I like about it is bats, and then I can laugh at it. Um, okay, but real quick, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, while born in the Philippines, uh, went to school in Flower Bluff High School in Corpus Christi. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then he went to U- uh, UT Arlington. Oh. Mm, wow. yeah. And uh, I think my dad went to Flower Bluff High School. Nice. Oh, your dad's famous. <laughs> your dad no. went to high school with a famous person? Your dad knew LDP? No, my dad is dramatically older. No, yeah. Lou Phillips. So your dad taught LDP? No, <laughs> no I don't. I don't think so. No, <laughs> no we're, yeah, we're starting the rumor. Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> only LDP can say otherwise. Uh, so, um, uh, oh yeah, I found out that LDP is actually not a good actor. Like at least in this movie. In this movie, huh. it was not good. He yeah. was reading his lines and then completely just not just. It was bad. Yeah. It bad. No, no good. Yeah, the line reads all around are pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like the obviously, like obviously, the draw is the mutant bats, and yeah. the, they're pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they they're, they were puppets, I think. Yeah. It, it well, was the the priest. two the two like main mutant bats were, right? Hmm. And then yeah. it was, there was just a bunch of like other like smaller bats that were infected or something. Yeah, but like, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it. I saw it, I think, when I was in high school. Yeah. And I just remember loving it. Uh, think uh, uh, bats mixed with gremlins, and that's what they look like. Like super you gnarly. You can't make that claim as someone who won't watch gremlins. <laughs> I have seen gremlins too many times in my life. I feel like I've capped. I capped it when I was like 17. All right. Have you seen Gremlins 2? Yes, we all watched it together. What? Have so you I'm seen, telling you, I'm you done seen with Critters? Gremlins. I've never seen Gremlins. What about no. Troll or Troll 2? I've seen Troll 2. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I'm a, I, have a, I have a podcast where we talk about movies. I've seen Troll 2. Okay. Um, <laughs> hmm. Have you seen Boa versus Python? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. My family probably owns that. Uh, 
Okay, so yeah, Bats, you know, it's a fun watch. If yeah. you're looking, yeah, exactly what Christopher said, looking for a B-movie for Halloween, it's fun and it's silly and <laughs> you just have it on and you don't have to be committed to it. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty dumb. <laughs> but they did their best. Uh, so Juno, we watched Juno the other night. We all, you know, obviously we all love Juno. Um, also, uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy, um, Mark. What's his name? Zuckerberg. What's his name? What's the actor's name? Mark. Michael, Michael Sarah? Sarah? No. Mark. No, you're, you're talking about his the dude from Arrested Development. Mark yeah, Wahlberg. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember. But yeah, he was kind of a creep. Yeah. I didn't, Yeah. I remember him being a creep in this movie. I do really like this movie, but like the dialogue seems like like no people actually talk like this. This yeah. is really weird. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. So I can't remember his name. Whatever. Yeah, he's super creepy, and it's an an incredibly uh, inappropriate relationship with Juno. And like, wow, what the heck? Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah. So we yeah we brought that up. Like no one talks like this. Yeah. Um, but today at work, actually, some like teenage boys came in. And one just would not shut up. Like anything he looked at, he's like, oh, yeah, yo, you got the slides right now. Yo, I'm about to pop up. And then he'd go over and be like, yo, I'm about to throw some shade with these shade. Blah, blah. And it's like he was using every slang word that he can think of basically yeah. to sound to, 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 to say like, hey, look at this jacket. But you couldn't say it normal. I don't understand, dude. Yeah. Jason Bateman. Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yes. OK, thank you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I guess there is at least one person that exists in this world that talks like that is what I'm saying. Okay, so let's move on. Should we talk about It Chapter 2 first? Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's got, I mean, there's, we still should put a warning, but less of a warning than the other movie that we're going to discuss. I I guess I should also point out that I have not watched any It's. Oh, yeah. Not even the original? You haven't watched It too. I haven't watched any It's at all. Oh, wait. Not even the original? Not even the one with Stephen Curry? It never really Stephon Curry? (laughs) I mean, I I like uh, Tim Curry, but I mean, I'm not, I'm just not really interested in like spooky, like, you know, spooky in quotation mark movies. It's just, Mm. it doesn't really jump out Not true. You watched Ghost Shark. That's not really scary. <laughs> I'm I'm in it for the camp. Yeah, I love campy stuff, but like stuff that's like seriously trying to like spook people. It's like, eh. I think there's a little bit of camp in. Uh, Is the, it because it you're not with the right yeah. crowd? I mean, well, I've never bothered to watch them. So, Gee, yeah. I wonder where she's at. <laughs> she's pooping in your bed. Sorry, this is. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if anyone. <laughs> <laughs> her touch-ups but uh she's in mcnally's room she loves going in there and doing nothing until she runs away um so i mean do you want to talk about it too oh, like I mean, cool if we talk I, about yeah, it go matter? ahead i don't care okay cool this is the part where you are going to put in the spoiler warning here is the spoiler warning there will be spoilers we are about to discuss it chapter two which though it has been out for a little while now has major spoilers if you don't want to listen skip now you have been warned now do spoilers also this is a good time for me to pee pause the recording here spoilers are on the loose um so what do we think gang i liked it uh not as good the original. Hmm. I don't. I don't remember a lot of the original. 
Really? Well, the original I remember was the just big like a mini series, wasn't but it? Like, so yeah. no, I'm sorry. I should I should speculate. I'm referring to it chapter one. Oh, okay. I would I would agree with that. I mean, because I, th- I think the the writing in this one is maybe a little bit worse in some parts. Like I feel like they made uh, Bill Hader's character like a little overly jokey. Yeah. Uh, in some parts. Um, and yeah, seeing I, seeing a child make those jokes made sense. Yeah. Seeing Bill Hader make those jokes was like, and it's fine that they do like some jokes, but I feel like everything coming out of his mouth was a joke pretty much, almost. Um, and I don't know. I just I love Bill Hader as an actor. Yes. Like he's really cool. Yes, I and think he did really well. But like, it was an excellent movie. I just feel like when you look at it, Chapter One, it is an excellent example. Of like a perfect coming. I mean, everybody praised it when it came out. They're like, it's a perfect coming of age movie. Yeah, it, it has all the elements of you know things outside of just horror. Yeah, and then it chapter two came out, and it's like, well, it's what we said it would be. Yeah, yeah, it's the conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid, the kids killed it uh, in the first movie. Like they were the losers, and they they you could feel the the like the strength of the ensemble. Um, but in this movie, and I saw this a lot in, um, the interviews that I, that I watched and interviewers would ask the, uh, uh, the adult actors, like, so what did you, did you, you know, what thought did you put into to like the adult version of this character? And most of them would be like, oh, I just watched it one. And then I was, I basically just acted like I was them. And it's like, you have to take into account, like. There's so what, many years what of growth. life? Yeah, what life have they lived yeah. from point A to point B for them to be kind of the same people? You know, like the core of them, especially reverting back to the their younger, you know, fears. You know, going back to dairy, but like in between there, what have they experienced? And that that kind of like bummed me out that they're like, oh no, I just tried to act exactly like him, and it's like, yeah, you looked exactly like him, but it didn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? I think they. I think they aged them up a little bit. Like I felt like their uh, characters seemed like older versions, like more experienced versions. Yeah, of but what... that's just it, though. Like, so I, me personally, I I haven't changed much throughout the years. But I know people that have like dramatically yeah changed since they're like, and these aren't high schoolers. They were originally these characters that oh, were like that's twelve. True, yeah. So it's like they're basing. Hearing you say that is like. I can see that in watching the movie now. It's like, that's kind of upsetting because, mm-hmm. like, surely yeah. there was more dynamic growth in all these people since then. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to remember, like, some people, whenever they get back with their old friends, they immediately revert back to the way they were. Yeah. So it's very possible with all the trauma they experienced that it's kind of like... I it, get that. It just seemed like they were... They, I don't know. I don't know. There was an immaturity level that was off-putting and kind of, like, broke the illusion for me you know what it reminded me of now that think about it it makes me think of the acting done in jumanji the most recent one Mm. where it's children Mm. in the the rock's body yeah that's actually yeah that's because the thing is especially with eddie i don't remember the actor's name but eddie and then with whoever bill Hader, whatever his name is Richie. richie with those two characters it legitimately felt like they were like hey um you're acting as Finn yeah, Wolf. Pre- you're acting you're 12 as, right now. You're acting as Finn 80s. Wolfhart is Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I don't know. Mm. It worked. 
essentially, like I accepted it. Mm-hmm. I saw the movie and I was like, whatever, all right. Mm-hmm. But like hearing the hearing that from you, like that they said that in their interview, it totally makes sense, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's so obvious now. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about Skarsgård, shall we? What do you think about old William Skarsgård? Old Billy. Uh, I mean, I thought he was good. Yeah. He's, he was good in the last one. He's good in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think, McNally? I think he was amazing. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, my he jaw deli- He delivered. I'm just... And I'm, I am I guess I'm glad that the focus was on him more. Because, you know, like, good on him. But, like, it it diverts from the book. And I'm not trying to be, like, some purist. Because, obviously, there's a lot in the book that's, like, screwed up. But, like... They take even fewer opportunities to be like, oh, the creature turns into this, this, this. Right, for some right, reason, right. It was for just some Pennywise they, and they the monster. They ground it in this Pennywise bit. And yeah. I'm like... I mean, but that that was... A, that, I, people love Pennywise, you know? And that was the, you know... And I get that. I it's know. a popular choice. But, like, for me personally, it's like, well, there's not much more to this alien then. It's just a clown. And that's, see, the thing, that's funny that you say that because on the first one, I remember watching it for the first time and being like, oh, I want more of the clown. Like, I don't really care when he's in his other iterations. I just like the clown. And so I got more of that in this movie and I was, I was pleased. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, Everything was creepy. All of the effects were absolutely amazing. I mean, I heard like someone complain about, oh, there's so much CG, but it's like, yeah, dude, with that scope. There has to be CG, yeah. and we don't use, you know, puppets or or like yeah. animatronics or whatever. You know, we don't do that anymore. So you just gotta accept it, my dude. Was Turtle God in the movie? No, there was a reference, reference but oh. no, yeah. no actual Turtle God. A non-verbal reference. Mm. So yeah, just a visual reference, and then lots of other like little things like little easter eggs were like um eddie's mom oh eddie's wife was the same actress that played his mom in the first one what yeah <laughs> and i thought that was what? freaking awesome oh my god that's so weird yeah. i didn't know that yeah that's creepy yeah. i was like well i mean that's the point is that he was such a like a uh he was his mom was like such a helicopter mom that he like became dependent on her and so he married his mom that's the joke you know what i'm saying weird yeah. huh yeah. And that was freaking awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess we're all tied, I guess. I did have uh, one weird theory. Hmm. Yeah. Um, my theory, for some reason, I just thought of it like the second time we watched it. The house that they stay in, the dairy house, seems yeah. really weird. Yeah. And it got me thinking, like, what if it's just an illusion? Mm-hmm. Oh. Because you n- literally never see anyone else in right. the house. Like, no one's working the desk. No one's staying there with them. Like, they make it a point to where, like, she's looking for her room key that she brings the bell and no one comes. And she just goes and grabs it herself. Like, And, by the way, there's, there's so room by room key, he means it's an old school place. And it's one of those ones where they have all of the keys hanging on the wall behind it. Like that's yeah. a, and that's I feel like goes with your theory is that like if if Pennywise or this the alien was creating this illusion, it wouldn't be something that is familiar to them or updated to them, right? It would be something that's like antiquated, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I that, mean, and that's my theory. I guess so. It just seemed like if that 
was like some sort of weird Easter egg. They never paid it off. They never yeah. did anything with it. Like yeah. it was just like a weird, yeah, like note in the movie. I don't know. And uh, on the at the bar in the back of the bar, you can see a little clown figurine, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, there are things that I had issues with, uh, like, um, oh, I don't know, when uh, Eddie gets stabbed in the face, and then they just put a band-aid on it, <laughs> and then he's totally cool and talking normally. Yeah, that was that was pretty silly. I mean, that was, that was a funny scene, though. I know, right? Where'd he cut that bullet, dude? <laughs> uh, and, oh, I don't know, when... What was the other one? Oh yeah, when Spoilers. uh, when Mike. Oh my gosh! This entire time we were supposed to. Put a... All right, you need to cut this. Okay, here, do it now. And like when Bowers uh was hatcheted in the head by mm-hmm. Mike. Yeah. And then left in the library, and then <laughs> at the end of the movie, Mike is like, "I'm off to start a new life," and yeah. it's like, dude, there was a dead man in the library. Did no one see it? And then Eddie dies in the end, and then they go to this lake, and they're washing off, like, three minutes after they just defeated this, like, this this insane celestial being who quotes, who, who like, prides himself in, what does, he, what does he say, the eater of worlds or yeah. whatever? They're just washing themselves off, and they're like, <laughs> Eddie would have hated this, right? He was so neurotic. And then, like, Richie's the only one that, like, actually cares that... They literally just had a friend die. Mm. And also, Eddie has a wife, and no one's going to tell. Like, who's going to tell this, this wife? She just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The time from Eddie death to them, like, joking around and palling around seemed a little bit too short. Yeah, like, absolutely. I think they needed to give it more space. It was too much. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, go see it, because everything is super gnarly. And the scene where Pennywise is underneath the bleachers at the baseball game was just chef's kiss like it was amazing perfect scars guard is amazing and not that i like particularly am like a stan but like wow incredible it was incredible and it was super gnarly and you see kids die so if you don't like that also the first scene of the movie is really really hard to watch um i i'm glad that they put that in there to show that like the horrors of homophobia and small towns is still alive and that we still need to, oh, I don't know, stand up for LGBTQ plus people. Um, but, yeah. So, it's hard to watch. But, um, so, I don't know. Teaches you something. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Solid recommend. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the PS2 Resistance. <laughs> Resistance. Right? French people do that, right? That's part of the language. That's, yeah. I don't think so. Are you breathe in at the end? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. cool yeah i didn't take french i took spanish um so joker what did we think izzy you just literally came here fresh off the press i I came here straight from the theater yeah and i gotta say eh really (laughs) yeah i mean like it was it had some cool stuff in it but yeah i don't know it just it it, i don't know it's just there's something about it that just kind of made my skin crawl no yeah like it was just the I don't know if it was just the the filth <laughs> or the just kind of the grotesque nature or like his alien movements or whatever, but yeah. it was all just like unsettling. Yeah, it's definitely not like not what you 
normally think of when you think of the Joker, where it's like either maniacally crazy or like sinister or like just yeah, like unpredictable. It, it's very like unsettlingly sort of like tragic. Yeah, tragic and sort of disturbing and sad. Yeah, I mean, it was. It it seemed less about the clown prince of crime and more about just how poorly mental health issues are treated in yeah urban environments which i mean it i it's a thing yeah i mean it's just it's 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 hard to watch yeah i know um yeah i i mean i did come out liking it um there are some parts that are a little bit weird uh i think ashley said they're a little bit self-indulgent mm. um maybe a little bit like too artsy and less like i guess real i don't know uh but I I did I'd enjoy it overall. Yeah. I feel like the the parts that I thought were too artsy, like it's not that I didn't appreciate them and it's not that they didn't belong in the movie. It's that uh like speaking specifically with uh so he kills the three guys, right? And then he runs into that subway bathroom, that public bathroom and closes the door and then all he does is close the door, take one breath and then he starts dancing. And it's like, just give me, like, one more emotion. Like, one more, like, he just registered that he killed these people. Oh, no, now what I do? What do I do? And he starts to kind of, like, feel, you know, like, give me some sort of, like, work up to him dancing. But I loved the moments like that. Like, the moments with him dancing, um, like, in that particular bathroom. And then, um, like, in the living room when he's dancing with the gun. Like... So there's a lot of the movie that obviously there's one particular part with him, the whole relationship. Uh, the re- actually, do we want to do a, a spoiler alert for this guy too? The spoilers are loose. If you are listening past this point, we are speaking about spoilers of the Joker movie. Don't don't listen because we're talking about the Joker. Beware if you dare to compare. Did somebody say spoilers? <laughs> Oh yes, right over there, good man. Oh goodness. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the uh, relationship with the girl. Okay, that's they. It comes out as it was just um, a, a delusion that he had. So it makes me wonder in the moment where he's dancing in that public bathroom and when he's dancing, um, like on the stairs and dancing in the living room. Like, what is he seeing? Because in the moments that he was seeing her. He was just act, you know. He was it was just, you know, all in his head and uh, hallucinations or whatever. So like, what was he seeing in those moments? I like, I really like that. Hmm. But the song that they chose for him dancing down the stairs as he's coming <laughs> oh, into the, himself the as Joker, one? it was horrible. I was yeah. like, well, and then they they, ch- they changed it part of the way through. Exactly, they just stopped it. It was just like what? And the cops, the moment where the cops are like, they look down and it's just him dancing in silence, and it's like. Is this what movie is this? Like, why did you just do that to me? Because that's hilarious. And they're like, "Uh, hey, you," you know, and then they have to run after him. It's like, what is this? Yeah, movie? it's an odd choice, but I support it because it it's chaotic nature. It's something that doesn't fit the rest of the movie. It's literally a song choice that is so drastically different from the rest. But then you get into the political side of it, and it's like the guy that made that song is a known pedophile, and what? so he made. <laughs> really, I'm not joking. Because of the commission off the Joker movie, he made 1.4 million dollars uh, just from them using the song and that thing. So a lot of people were like, "Wow, DC, what the? You just the gave Hay him movie? one point? 
Yeah. The Hay song? Yeah. I didn't know oh, that yeah. was a pedophile song. Me neither. But apparently <laughs> it, it picked up a lot of traction after the movie came out. People were like, Wow. Yeah, that guy's a pedophile. Now well, he yeah. made he made a whole bunch of commission off of that because uh, they played it in the movie. I mean, he probably also made a ton of money off the NFL. Which makes me sit here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, of course he did. But it makes me sit here. I'm like, so I, I agree with the song choice because it's so drastically different from the rest and it's still something that's within the 70s. But do a little bit of research, man. Yeah. You couldn't have picked literally any other song that would have been drastically different for the sake exactly. of Exactly, and that's what I'm saying is that like I get what you're saying, but also like... They chose the song that is just like so oversaturated in like every part of our pop culture. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I, almost a non-song. I love the fact though that it's like something that you don't affiliate with like movies. You affiliate with it going to like a like a high school pep rally getting ready for the football game on Friday night. It's it's weird. It's it's the exact kind of thing that he would maybe think of. While he's know. dancing down the stairs. I mean, I guess so, but I really don't think that's where they played but, it. I don't think it was that meta. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, I, like most of the music that he kind of perceives is all kind of in the same vein. And also, it, he's not, like, a traditionally, like, masculine, sportsy guy. So, right. like, I don't know how how much exposure he would have to that song. Like, well, for him to, like, It's the 70s, it. and he's he's having this moment where he's, like, coming into himself. Right. Which is the only reason why I'm feeling like that is because maybe up until this point, he's defining himself with all the things that, like, his mental health, the people that he imagines himself being with. But after he, you know, spoilers, kills those guys and has this plan for, like, you know, I'm sure in his head he thought he was going to end his own life in the end of this because he even makes the joke about, you know, pulling the trigger on himself. But, like, with his grand plan of going on the show, accepting that part and doing all that, like, maybe for once in his life he feels within that element of what it means to be, you know, in a, in a toxic sense, but what it means to be a man. Because it is the 70s. It is an era where it's like, men don't cry. Men don't blah, 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 blah. You, you go home and you bring home the bread. I mean, I get it, but I really don't think that it's they went that real, far into it's, that it's song It's an choice. extreme stretch. It's an extreme stretch. I get it. I get it. But it, I feel like they should, it just immediately, I was so excited to see that moment that it was, that was in the trailers, like, like Sin and the Clowns from Frank Sinatra, they like the edit that they did was fantastic. And so I was, I was like excited and eager to see that moment that he's like transforming. And then they did that to me. And I was like. Wow, that moment completely just fell flat. I will also say his transition from clown to Joker took way longer than I was like. I was <laughs> expecting. I didn't think it was going to be like, you know, last half of the third act type of thing. <laughs> I thought it was going to happen and we'd get a little bit more Joker stuff happening. Mm-hmm. But it really was just we're, we're going to show you everything horrible happening to this guy as right. he slowly descends into yeah, madness. Right. And then right before the end, he's he's going to go nuts. The thing is, it's funny because, like, you really think that he is at his final form once he, like, shoots Murray, right? But really, I feel like he he truly becomes the Joker when he stands up on that car and gives himself a smile with his own blood. Yeah. And it was like the... This is so stupid. It's like... I know archetypes from from seventh grade, but it's like the pain that he experienced leading up to this point has created him and solidified him as who he is, which is cool and awesome. Yeah. Um, 
Oh yeah, but but going back to you're asking like what I guess like what the the like what he was perceiving. I think mm. the him slowly going off his medication and stuff. I think it pretty much peaks at whenever he wanders into what he thought was his girlfriend's apartment. Mm. And I think that's whenever the reality kicked into him that she wasn't there. Yeah. So I think that's the the cutoff point of his, like after that I think every he's not hallucinating anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think at that point he is mostly clear-headed because if you Making notice his rational his speech patterns change, his personality yeah. changes like yeah. after that I guess getting punched in the face by Thomas Wayne yeah. is yeah. what kind of flipped the switch on him. Mm. So you know. uh, do we want to talk about um the Waynes in this movie and kind of what happens with uh, a young Bruce Wayne. You know, it, it's funny They're that completely they... unnecessary. Yeah, first mm. off, I agree with what Izzy said when he first came into our house, which was that this movie didn't need to be a Joker movie to be what it was. Mm. But I also see that, like, you see how there's so much backlash against it right now for it being... Um, extremely violent and people walked out of pro it pro incel or whatever which the thing is i don't know is your pro incel mm. i didn't think that we were gonna bring that yeah. up but yeah <laughs> i mean super pro i mean incel. they were the ones that like sent out that threat right yeah supposedly right? supposedly and we live in texas do you know do you know how much anxiety i literally have a trans friend that refuses to go to this movie because they're afraid of what will happen so yeah. like it's like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not cool, man. It's I mean, not. the movie obviously is not doing specifically that. Specifically. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's... absolutely not. But but uh anyway. yeah, no. It's like they put out a threat about, "Oh, you know, people are going to shoot up this movie and then nothing happened." Hmm. And then people report on the news they're like, "Well, this movie's bad regardless. You shouldn't see it." You know, the reviews say this, this, this. And then it was like, oh, also making up fake segments about people walking out on the movie or something like that. Mm. But the thing is, whether or not those are true, it's like, had this not been a Joker movie, it wouldn't have. And that's a sad thing. It wouldn't have had the box office success Mm. that it would have because they slapped the name Joker on it. But like, I almost feel like it would have been more of a emotional in-depth movie had it not been for the fact that it had to be this is the joker yeah. which is where i agree with izzy on that that statement but at the same time it i i understand that it wouldn't have got the recognition that it deserved yeah had it not been the joker it does seem like it's like towing the line between being a comic book movie and being like right. an in-depth character study like the machinist or something like that yeah and uh. it's on the opposite end of the spectrum of something like logan Logan, people praised for being the perfect movie that also just so happened to be a superhero movie, and it was great. And yeah, I agree with it. But like, the Joker was like, nobody asked for it, but it was still necessary. Yeah. And it still, you know, had that deep, meaningful message about mental health and like how we view people in that sense. And uh, yeah, Thomas Wayne. I mean, I don't think there's anybody in existence that thought realistically even if comic books were a real life thing that thomas wayne was like a decent guy yeah i mean even reading comics as a kid i was like surely his parents were just like you don't and it it sucks but you don't get to that status without being kind of a prick yeah so yeah so that was i mean like that was no shock for me it was like oh we're flipping the script his parents are bad people well duh well they weren't inherently bad it's just i mean okay look at it this way yeah if some guy came up and ha- and you 
you found him with his fingers in your son's mouth and choking, you know, grabbing him by the neck. I mean, if he showed up, he like tried to corner you in a bathroom, you'd probably punch him in the nose oh, too. Oh, I don't disagree with I mean, he... any of his actions in this movie. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, from the perspective that's presented, like, it's understandable that, like, you don't view someone as Thomas Wayne as someone who goes out and specifically seeks out, like, homeless people and is like, hey, let me help you. He's taking care of his title. He's taking care of his business, what he represents, which is something that people look up to because of how he treats himself because of how he treats his family and how he treats his name so it's like you know that's why i say what i say it's not that i inherently think that thomas wayne is like a douche it's that i think in standing up for what he represents he turns away people like arthur so yeah uh so what do we think about arthur possibly being batman's older brother Mm. probably unlikely i don't think like, how, how young would Thomas Wayne have to have been? It is a timeline issue that like does How, how old of... is, is Joaquin Phoenix? He's in, what, at least his 40s? Yes. <laughs> at least. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, old... Thomas Wayne looked like he was in his 60s, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, at that point, it would, he was, like, running the company. Yeah. You know, at that point. So, it's like... I reckon so. And also, I guess he's only just now had like a a young child mm. or whatever mm. so it just seems kind of mm. i because because if you look at it the in the the medical record it showed that arthur was not just penny's child but that he was adopted by her yeah. he, and he was just found abandoned yeah so there was no it wasn't that I mean, but that could have been a cover-up because if you also look in the records, McAnally noticed that they talked about her having a lobotomy. That is true. So is it possible that she always had, um, you know, like raging mental illness and needed to be treated and, you know, by not needed to be treated by a lobotomy, but, you know, that's kind of how they did things. Or, you know, you could think conspiracy-wise, like did Thomas Wayne order a lobotomy on her so that the scandal wouldn't get out of him having an affair and having like a a child i believe they did an effective job of establishing that it could have been either yeah i don't think that you're supposed to have a definitive answer so i hate like, stuff like that i absolutely hate it which is but funny really because you and my you and my brother agree on that in the, in the fact that you don't like a, you know a non-definitive answer that's true but he's much more spasmatic about it I don't know if that's an acceptable thing to say these days, but he just like writes off an entire movie if they do that. But it's just so. annoying to me. He's like, no, it it means this, and it's like, well, it could mean this, and he's like, no. I don't know, man. They, they she had a signed picture. She had a picture of herself from Thomas Wayne. You know but again, I mean, but... the entire movie is from his perspective, so it's like, mm-hmm. did he just believe it at that point? Like, mm-hmm. it, there's too many. No, things that was that after could be... he killed his mom. He killed her and then went back. No, to agree. do his makeup and then was looking at pictures and then was like, oh. I agree, but what I'm saying is this movie is from his perspective, mm-hmm. like every instance. So that's what sucks, and that's where I definitely agree with you and Chris. Is that I hate movies that are like definitively from the perspective of the character that you're watching, because it's like anything. Uh, look at um, what's the movie where he writes himself notes? Memento. Memento, yeah, where he's like, "Don't trust this guy." It's literally the entire movie is from the perspective of the character. So it's like, mm. 
what you're seeing is like a recollection, not a true definitive, this is what's happening right here, right now. Mm. Especially because of the ending. I mean, come on. The ending is supposedly him imagining this entire future unfolding before him. I don't believe it. Like you, you, you said that it's that same social worker, yeah. but it's he's not, just seeing it's a it's different not. actress. Yeah, it's not her. Uh oh, uh oh. Get the receipts. There is an IMDb listing for social worker and an IMDb listing for Arkham psychiatrist. Okay, but that's what she. No, wrote. wait, wait. Wouldn't the Arkham psychiatrist be the one who was talking to the mom? What? Well, there there was somebody interviewing the mom. Whenever they, they flash back to her. Oh. Mm. Hmm. All I'm saying is that... Wait, so what, tell people what you think the ending was. What people are most confidently saying online is that the movie ends with him having his original first interview with his social worker from the beginning of the movie while he is still stationed within Arkham, whether it's Asylum or Hospital, I don't know what they call it. Mm. And so she says, what are you laughing at? And he says, you wouldn't get it. And it's him imagining the entire movie taking place. I really then don't think the that's segment it. I don't after think that, that's it. The segment after that is showing him, like, escaping. Walking away with bloodstains yeah. on his feet and, like, running. Yeah. I don't believe it, dude. I really think it's I think it's. Uh, you think it takes place after yeah. the events. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think either. I'm just presenting facts. <laughs> Whatever. Well, he didn't look noticeably younger. Yeah, I don't know. Because so, I mean, they right. showed they showed parts where he was like, like how he perceived himself whenever he was more healthy and mm-hmm. and stuff. And I mean, there was a, a dramatic difference. Yeah. In the perceptions, so I don't think I think that was that was post. I feel like if that's the idea they wanted to get across they did a poor job of doing it because mm. i did not think of that when i watched it well me neither it was only when i read the articles that i was like yeah. oh was that the case but that's the thing there's not a strong enough argument this way or that way for me to be like oh obviously it's this oh obviously it's that yeah well i mean for me there's nothing telling me that it is an interview like pre all of this like i don't really see it as that and i just don't see like what could convince someone that it is? Hmm. I mean, you could say it is, but like, I don't, I don't know what, like, why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about the laugh, Joker's laugh. Do y'all I, care I about think Joker's it was laugh? The most, I think it was the most definitive thing about this movie. I found it grating. It's painful. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's the, the point. point. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, if there's any takeaway, it's 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 the laugh. It's that's the first time that they presented the Joker as having an uncontrollable, diagnosable laugh. You know, some kind of syndrome that I don't know the name of. But so I mean, like, that's I think that was on purpose, and I don't know if I appreciate it for that or if that's just what's going to stick with me because that's what they wanted. But you know, like, it's like okay, and when you think of. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, you think of oh, that laugh. So, uh, I I did a lot of, I would say research, but really it was just me being obsessive about this movie and not being able to wait until it came out. But um, I I I saw before this movie came out that that uh, Phoenix like, um, 
based his laugh off of this disease, this un- this disease of uncontrollable laughter. And then in the movie, immediately you're told that he has this disease. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I just thought that was fantastic. I, I thought I was like wondering how they were going to do it and then realized that they just like went with that option. And he is such an amazing actor. Like the the pain and like the 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 tensity or the intensity of like his his like episodes is amazing, incredible. He 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 like he mastered the smiling with no eyes, which is difficult for someone who isn't a psychopath or a sociopath to do. Um, but he just mastered it. So you can't do it. No, you have it in the eyes. It's in the eyes. Exactly. <laughs> Izzy's trying to do it, but he's failing because he's not a psychopath or a sociopath. But Am I? He, no, you're not. You you like cats, so no. I mean, cats are little psychopaths. True, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but like, uh, and Izzy, and I know Mac has already said this again, but literally if you took out all of the parts about Batman, this movie would still hold up. Like the Batman part, whatever, you know, the whole with the with the pearls in the alley and it's like we didn't need it like you're just kind of like oh and here you go you guys like here take these little pieces of pieces of left over here so we can get back to the character study over here but it's like if you took all of that out this movie would still be amazing um honestly yeah. i would probably like it more if it, yeah. if it didn't have anything to do with that i feel that i definitely feel that like, i mean it just did uh, i don't know i guess they're they're swinging for the fences over at DC trying to get something. I mean, the thing is, I don't like uh, superhero movies or whatever. Like, I don't care anything about that. But, I mean, I I wanted to watch this, one, because I love the design that they chose for Joker. And, two, I absolutely love Joaquin Phoenix. He's an amazing, he's a really cool dude and an, just, like, a groundbreaking actor. Like, amazing. Um, but the the fact that they did a character study over a villain was super interesting and like now that's got me it's like not only does it have the the like the comic book nerds but it's like getting people around you know like with these sort of like um uh oh what do they call them um psychological thrillers you know yeah Mm-mm. anything else um just that uh zazzy beats character really should have just locked her door yeah, she should have. Truly, do you think he killed her? No, you don't no, think so. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think you can believe that he killed her while also believing that he let his coworker, the uh, the yeah. dwarf, get away. Yeah, because I mean, he was he wasn't killing indiscriminately. Yeah. It was always somebody did something to him. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he, he like if he wanted to just kill indiscriminately, there were plenty of opportunities for him to do that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it was all like he he could have shot Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. He could uh, he could have he could have killed the whole family. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have killed Bruce right there, mm-hmm. but he didn't. So I don't I don't think I think it was he just has these violent overreactions mm-hmm. to I guess violence against him. So I think that's I don't think he would have hurt her because I guess up until his realization that everything was fake, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. She she, she never did anything to him. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't cost him his job. She didn't. Uh, you know, she didn't physically accost him. Yeah, she didn't humiliate him in front of 
thousands of people. Right. Yeah. So I agree. Her only crime was giving him attention. Mm. Yeah, that was her biggest mistake. <laughs> the again, perfect with like him not understanding the joke or not understanding how to like reciprocate. Him in the in the uh, comedy club when like he doesn't know when to laugh with other people. He's he's trying to look around and find. You know, like, kind of, bl- not just blend in, but, like, he doesn't understand. It's just, like, it's so gut-wrenching. It's so sad to see. Because he really wants to be a part of society, but he just, like, he can't get there. Well, it doesn't help that in that time period, everything had lead in it. So, everyone was, <laughs> it was incredibly <laughs> violent. Yeah. Like, once they started, like, you can see the crime drop-offs from, like, the 70s to the 80s. Once they started pulling lead out of gas and paint and everything, <laughs> dude, like the the crime rates dropped, crime rates and violence oh dropped my dramatically. Lord. Yeah, wow. It that all that stuff is related to to lead. Wow. Yeah, just massive amounts of lead were there's, in everything. There's a conspiracy about the origin of the Joker, you guys. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> lead poisoning. Like like the fact that like kids were attacking him, businessmen right. were attacking him. Right. I mean, it's just everything was hyper violent. Yeah, it's just that that's what lead does. Whenever it's in a high concentration in the population, people are just violent. Yeah. You know, it's it's just that that's all I could think of is just, you know, this is back in the day whenever everything was super dangerous because everyone was, you know, poisoned. Yeah. So I did want to bring up it just made me mad and I I you know, I'm just going to say it. The whole the bit with with the um with the little person is it like do you say that is that the right thing to say is that like the little person the I think. legally i believe it's dwarf well yeah it, i think there's a little bit of preference in the population of being dwarf or little person okay but so the the person that that the british guy know. yeah the british there you go the <laughs> british guy well the thing is i i bring it up because the whole bit of the douchebag co-worker making a joke about like his stature basically and then arthur just kind of like trying to blend in because he didn't agree with it and didn't understand what was even happening you know it like bummed me out that people actually laughed at that joke in the theater they laughed at the joke like it was supposed to land like that joke and i was like do you guys think this is 1984 like we are not doing this anymore there were a lot of people laughing in my theater at stuff and i think i probably if i hadn't if i actually kind of wanted to see the movie I would have probably laughed at some stuff, but I guess going into it, not actually really wanting to watch it. <laughs> um, it, it was just kind of, it was a lot of stuff where it was just, you know, yeah. just a lot of, it's hard to describe. Just a, a whole lot of stuff just didn't resonate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Ma- Max said it, I think, perfectly whenever we got home from the movie that night. Whenever I guess the Joker first laughs or like shows that he can't control his laugh, like people in the audience start laughing at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mac was saying that you you are those people on the train that he killed. Exactly. You're those people. Exactly. Oh my lord. I couldn't believe I was like, do you see how pained this man is? He's like choking and like convulsing with this laughter. And you think that's funny. Like you guys don't get it. You don't get it. <sighs> It was so deep. Only I understand. <laughs> Only oh, no. I understand how deep oh, no. it was. It's because I know my archetypes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Did we want to uh, 
segue into that other movie that three of us have seen. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yes. Star Trek. Before we start, okay. I would like to say to the audience, you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> we already talked about the Joker. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. Uh, all right. Come in. <laughs> let's turn on the Dust off stove. your feet. Yeah. Let's get some cocoa going. Yep. We're going to talk Did about... Did you know 40 years ago? <laughs> there was a little old movie called star trek the motion picture yeah, it's not a movie it's the motion picture. the motion yeah, picture sorry. so the the weirdest thing is that i think of all the star trek movies of the with the original cast this one had the biggest budget yeah and it shows and it does yeah. show yeah yeah but it's it's just the <laughs> oh and they made sure that you know they had the budget yeah because they looked at that that starship for like yeah, they, 30 straight minutes well yeah the really the whole movie is just the best word is masturbatory yes to describe. it's like hey you know check out the check out the space oh. dock check out check out this score we got for the, for the new <laughs> yeah. uh, the music was pretty good yeah i mean the music was great but yeah. it's just like the they, I think they put so much time into it, and then it's like, all right, well, we 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 redid the Enterprise. Look yeah. how pretty it is, and they they it was at least what ten minutes of just them fl- taking like a a lo- the long way around yeah. to get into the Enterprise. My absolute favorite parts of the movie are the people dancing in space as the Enterprise is uh, <laughs> setting off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say the fact that they spent all that entire original series talking about malfunctions with you know uh <laughs> the warping or whatever it's called uh, uh, as someone who doesn't know basically anything about star trek that scene was very shocking to me i thought it came out so of nowhere ridiculous because literally they're just like by the way just so you know uh captain uh it's it's kind of goofed right now he's like okay doesn't think about the fact that he told that one guy to come onto yeah. the ship and yeah. then one one the doctor guy and some other person are like okay we're coming on now and he's like no stop them they're going to die. <laughs> Bring them back. Bring them back. <laughs> uh, but see, that, that was the funniest part, though, is they had to figure out. They're like, all right. All right we so, want to get Spock in here. Yeah, we yeah. got to get Spock back. So we have but, to kill this nameless character. Well, and it's like, Today's my day. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they went out of their way to point out. It's like, all right, so Kirk got himself a new Vulcan, a new Vulcan <laughs> science officer. He's going to be he's gonna be top of the line, you yeah. know, newest model. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I want you to meet me on the ship and four hours or whatever bullshit it was <laughs> yeah. and okay and just a side note the 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 blonde lady who was operating um the transporter she was in the original series but only in the first season Whoa. because apparently she was like a, like a drunk or something oh uh, no. well i think there i think she she drank a lot and there was also i think like problems with other cast members so i don't remember okay exactly who it was but she was kind of being built up to kind of be like the the Kirk's romance Whoa, okay. option, and then like she was just gone. But then yeah. she shows up in all the movies after. What as as like you know she she's still like moving up in Starfleet, but yeah. she isn't, she wasn't like uh, a re- like in the original cat. Like she's not like like the second lady. Yeah, behind Uhura, it's it's like she was there a lot in the first season, and then she shows up in the movies. Interesting. Okay, but yeah. But yeah, so that's sort of probably more for people who like the original series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just that's who that's who she was. Yeah. And I guess that was the first time she was responsible for somebody. It dying. does seem like uh, a movie that just oozes the sentiment that like, hey, 
can you believe we got to make this? Huh? <laughs> Huh? Yeah. Look at this. Look at this. And all that, like, hey, you know, we saw 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. You Where love watching <laughs> the, the, slow spaceships for yeah, two hours. The, the long takes and the yep. the, the, the internal view of the the, the spacesuit helmet. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. And yeah. It's like, all right, so they're going to jump in the little spacesuit and they're going <laughs> to fly around. I have to mind meld with the being. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. So like, basically the plot of this movie is there's a giant space oh electric gosh. cloud heading straight for Earth and no one knows why. And anyone who comes in contact with it and tries to like talk to it gets zapped. Yeah. They like get turned into data pretty much. Yeah. And what's friend funny, or foe. Friend or foe. Friend <laughs> or foe. <laughs> foe. And what's funny is with the Klingons, you know, that was the first time they introduced the Klingons with the new character designs no yeah like with the cool armor what did they look oh, like before they meant. they look like like regular kind of dudes with kind of like crazy eyebrows okay and they had like a little bit of makeup on their forehead yeah. but for the most part they just kind of had like pronounced pointy eyebrows okay and i think like some mustache action going on yeah but there wasn't a whole lot like pretty much the motion picture is where the modern idea of what a klingon is okay comes yeah. from and it was just from that one scene. It's like, all right, they're going to be in the three battleships, and here's all the crazy cool armor and all the head makeup, and then they just – and the language. Yeah. And they they just uh, – then they just nuked them. Yeah, and they just die instantly. They, they got eaten by a robot. And then you never see a Klingon again. Well, yeah, but like I said, they use that design for every other movie after, so – but fast forward because I know that not all of our listeners are crazy <laughs> Star Trek fans. Uh, essentially, the entire movie was uh, passed from writer to writer to from director to director until they settled with Bob something or Bill something. Yeah, yeah. I forgot who and, it was. Uh, <laughs> and then even he, whatever, because what it took too long to write. They the the contract was like, oh, you took too long. Now you have to let. Uh, Oh yeah, Bill Shatner and uh, Leonard Nimoy <laughs> got to got to like, rewrite. Yeah, they got day sc- on the day of shooting. Which is ironic because <laughs> I wouldn't expect William Shatner to actually write uh, uh, Kurt to be a douche. Oh yeah, this and he does. It definitely is movie. like a, <laughs> we're talking about character studies. It's like very much looking at Captain Kirk as like a brash mm-hmm. idiot that like is just I don't know, sort of like very offensive to well, everyone around him, but manages to get stuff done well yeah it's it's that you gotta remember in the original series they were on their five-year mission uh which was which is pretty much like they're out in the in the boonies they're not in like federation space they're out exploring and stuff so they're out on the frontier yeah and then now he's back you know and he's been he hasn't been in the captain's chair for a while he's been an admiral yeah. so it's like he's an aging captain and all the technology has moved moved past him or whatever, and he's kind of into, yeah, you know, use his wisdom, but you know. And then the uh, of course the celibate lady that wants to make sure that you know oh. she's celibate. <laughs> yeah. I've stayed celibate. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> my, my vow of celibacy is intact. It's like oh, uh, uh, okay. all right, welcome aboard. I did <laughs> no. ask for them but okay uh and then she gets zapped by an alien yeah well she got eaten by the alien yeah yeah she did the the ending of this movie is so weird like it 
like you said, it's basically just a really, really freaking long Star Trek episode, I guess. Or the ending, there's no ultimate conflict. There's no, like, big bad. It's literally just, like, sort of like a misunderstanding, I guess. Yeah. So the, the, the giant cloud, the very, very core of the giant cloud is Voyager, the uh yeah it was like voyager like 18 or yeah something. something like that like one of the satellites we sent off to just gather info on the galaxy yeah and, and then it got like sucked into like a wormhole or a black hole or something and then it got sent to like <laughs> super planet robot of sentient robots yeah is that the transformers crossover perhaps? I, to be honest well i don't know because there was there, <laughs> there was an there was an idw comic i think where they did cross oh gosh and i think there is an episode, or in one of the comics had the Enterprise yep. turn into a Transformer. We'd love to have you here, because <laughs> we would not know any of this. <laughs> but there's a lot of weird crossovers with Transformers and Star, and just Star Trek crosses over with a lot are. of weird stuff. I can believe it. Of course, there. Um, um, but yeah, so like it, it sort of just gathered info and like I guess became this ultimate god being on its way back to Earth, and it's like, hey, I got all this stuff. Where do you want it? <laughs> And, and then no one, no one responded. So I was like, "Hey, yeah, hey, I need to meet. I need to meet the creator." And I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> and then like the the ending. So the solution is it zapped up that lady and then yeah. created a digital replication of that lady. Yeah. And then that lady need to needed to meld with one of the crew members that was in love with that lady that got zapped. Yeah. So it, I guess it could transfer all of its data. Well, yeah, but I think it was also like to reach like completion or whatever. Yeah, I think it, it was supposed to like because man is the creator of Voyager, yeah. and I guess it didn't have the the human soul element. I guess the, yeah, you know the I guess whatever it is that makes you know life life. Yeah. So by combining, it was able to kind of you know reach its its peak. Yeah, did its thing. It's weird, and then like they meld, and it goes away, and then that's that's it. Yeah. Oh, but just a side note for everybody. I'm pretty sure the guy who played what was the captain and then became the first officer, I'm pretty sure that was the, the pedo guy from Seventh Heaven. What? Yeah. Oh. Wow. The dad from Seventh Heaven. I don't who know ended anything up about Seventh Heaven. <laughs> well, he, he ended up being like a pedo. Oh, okay. That's no good. Yeah, like he was, I don't remember the details, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the same dude. Uh-oh. Yeah, so. Well. <laughs> that was Star Trek the motion picture. I did think it was weird at the end that he was just like, Where do we go, Captain? And he Kirk just, was just like, That way. Yeah. Over there. I that, don't know. That's pretty much how every of his Star Trek movies ends after that. He's no, where, yeah. well, or he'll he'll quote Peter Pan and be like, you know, second star on the left. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll just be like, Alright. <laughs> they they hit the switch and it's they the shoot. weirdest job. Just like fly aimlessly into space. Well, that that was pretty much his job, though. Was he was like an explorer? So it was yeah. pretty much like, all right, we're just gonna fly th- away from known space, <laughs> and we'll send reports and stuff, and we'll yeah. make some friends. We'll go to a gangster planet. Yeah, the ga- oh, that is that is that is one of the best episodes. <laughs> like, I, no, I'm serious. Like that yeah. one, the one where there's a Nazi planet. <laughs> that one was really good. Um. Oh, was it? There's some, there's some other crazy ones. Uh, there's the one where they they go to a planet and then Abraham Lincoln and I guess like the leader of the the or the creator of the Vulcan religion. Yeah. Are there and then they have to fight like 
I think like some Klingons or something. There, it's 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 some it's pretty much like people who are like I like the greatest heroes of their races have to join Spock and Kirk. Yeah. In a fight against I think like you know like Klingon leaders and something like that. It, it's pretty cool. Star Trek is crazy, y'all. Yeah, there, but there's a lot of stuff where they meet somebody. It's like this guy's pretty much a god, but we have to beat him with <laughs> with, empathy, with empathy or logic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I did. I mean, I did enjoy the watch i don't know if i'd be willing to watch it again so soon yeah no it's not a it's like a a one and done movie yeah i mean it, it was interesting for what it was but yeah they took their time with it and i i mean i i guess that's for the fans like that's what the fans would have wanted you know yeah but yeah star trek the motion picture it's worth exactly one <laughs> yep uh, all right you guys well I want to thank y'all for joining us uh, again uh, on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I was about to say our name, and I felt that was going to be weird. Thanks so much for joining us on So Many We Watched It. Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty good What's-His-Face, right? From uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, what? That guy. That guy. Yep. Can you tell we're sharing a mic? No, you didn't until I told you just <laughs> now. Wow. Uh yeah man so thanks for joining us you guys um uh, let us know email in and let us know Cosmo really needs to sit on Christopher's lap really bad wow I'm already sweating or tweet now we have a tweeter we do we're about to oh yeah but by the time this episode comes out it'll be done uh what's our what are our, do you know our handles yet no I gotta find what. It's okay, not cool. stolen already. <laughs> well, uh, find us on. We are on Instagram right now. You can find us on We Watched It Podcast on Instagram, um, and you can email your suggest your movie suggestions, uh, or you know, like what you thought about what we thought about the movie, <laughs> and so forth. To uh, We Watched It Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, if you're into paranormal stuff, catch us over at So Anyway, It's Haunted. Yeah. Um, and follow us on It's Haunted Podcast on Instagram. And then you can email in your stories and such at uh, uh, anywayitshaunted at gmail.com. Uh, so we will see you guys next week. Who knows what we're going to be talking about. Uh, lots of horror movies this, uh, this month. So maybe we'll be talking about, I don't know, House of the Devil, maybe. Ooh. Because that's one of the best horror movies ever. Uh, yeah. So, anything else, you guys? All right, great. We'll see you guys next week as McAnally falls asleep on the couch. Howdy. <laughs> Wait, no, we're ending the podcast. Hello. <laughs> okay. Hey, all you people. Hey, all you people. Hey, all you people. Won't you listen to me? Marker. Mic check. Okay. Some of my belches sound like lions roaring. <laughs> Michael Tchaikovsky. You know, like a Jumanji, whenever it's in the roof, and they're like, what was that? And he goes. (laughs) 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 The lion sounding just like that. (laughs) Now now take that and loop it about 30 times. No. You are a master of Foley work. We have have absolutely. I found my passion. The two listeners that we have are now have now exited the building. Hi, Rory. Uh, they the prop on that movie for the lion's really weird looking. Yeah, it like, is. it's just a freaky looking lion. Huh. And okay, can you stop snacking?
Just finish it. Just finish it right now. Just, <laughs> just finish it. Because we can't. You got to finish it now. You can't just like eat that for the whole episode. If you're going to do that, you got to eat something soft. <laughs> you need to be eating cottage cheese. You need to be eating peaches. Or mochi. True. Yeah. See, so anyway, it's Haunted Lace episode 35. Spoilers, you say? Where? <laughs> Where are they? Where are those spoilers at? Well, Chen. Chin up, chap. They're right over there. Oh, God. They're coming for you. There's so many eyes. <laughs> Why are there so many eyes? <laughs> ah! <laughs>